0: What it is? What is up? What is good, gamers? This is Show Seventy-One, aka Diggadulamite. Midnight love for your peoples. <laughs> oh, he's changing it up. <laughs> and your auditory canals are tuned into Episode Two Hundred One of the Midnight Love I Mean Gaming Vessels Podcast. course i'm not in the digital studio alone and got my partners in crime with me first on deck it's dez aka the bay area terror aka the high-res hater aka the cat daddy aka that gamer step daddy what's going on dude
1: I, Uh uh I, I don't know i i thought it was on a different <laughs> podcast for a minute there um but i'm i'm doing okay i'm doing okay we'll talk about uh this uh midnight love stuff uh, in our playlist, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be epic. Y- y'all stay tuned for that. But as always, I'm happy to be here um, with my with the rest
0: of the Midnight Love
1: crew. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in.
0: Alrighty, alrighty, and of course our show's a no go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief,
1: <laughs>
0: aka yeah. aka Midnight Lover. <laughs> Otherwise known as the food max of gaming. Who can maximize your gaming dollar? What's going on, man? Not much,
2: man. Uh, Just uh, hanging out on this kind of drizzly, rainy ass Sunday and just getting some stuff done. Wish I had more time to play games, you know, but hey, see you vie.
1: Don't we all? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stop, Stop staying up till midnight. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh wait <laughs> all right so sorry right. so with it was with that uh m- melodious uh transition we're going to move into our first topic on our docket that being the playlist all right jabroni tree aka midnight level what you been playing bro
2: uh, pretty much uh, just been kind of mainlining and and whole hogging um, monster hunter rise on here, so. Uh, so we played quite a bit this past week since recording. I'm hunter rank like thirty four now, so and it's kind of crazy because um, John kind of willed, you know me to get through. My uh, level seven missions, uh, Thursday night and game night, you know, I had to I came into game night late because I had to record GH radio episode 200. So that took a little longer than expected because we we usually only record an hour, but it wound up being almost like close to on there. So by the time I hopped on, when John BT pretty much said, "Okay, let's grind through these missions and carry this on their back and get me get both me and des up to hunter rank eight on there so yeah happy so, yeah.
1: happy uh 200th episode gaming uh you mean uh, 700th episode for oh, radio? Yeah, yeah you said 200 first that's why i was like i thought that yeah. was long. Ago. but anyway yeah happy 700th to those other guys
2: <laughs> <laughs> i should have said 700 for gh radio but yeah yeah we hadn't recorded in a, in a long long time because uh, chris had some Issues which he will explain if you do listen to that podcast yeah he had some health issues so so uh, we should get back on the horn on there but we're changing the format there a little bit so
1: you know glad he's doing better yeah
2: so we'll cross that bridge when we get to it but you know go and listen over there if need be but yeah um john bt pretty much helped both me and Des out uh, got the Hunter Rank 8 that night. We fought Narwa. I think we've lost to him the first time mm-hmm. on there, but uh, kind of stayed strong and got through it on there. From there, I was just basically focusing a lot on the village quest. And so the village quest actually helped me to um, pu- push up in my Hunter Rank, even though those are considered as not high rank, but just standard missions on there but you know it's going and just clearing off all the missions fighting the tigrex you know fighting diablos and then um there was this one last village mission you get once you clear the board and it's basically an arena quest with a magda malo uh a um diablos and a, it's the other one that's uh, the beazel geese I, I haven't fought Geezy the, the big geezy yeah, i haven't fought the big geezy and rise yet so it's kind of cool to open him up but like me soloing that was kind of epic because it was a point i i fainted twice already in the mission uh, and besel geese was my last monster and basically i threw down the trap but i got pushed away so i wasn't able to trank and so i had to grind down and finish that up on there so it was kind of humorous because you know, you're know you soloing an arena quest that gate becomes like you know sometimes i could take a like a minute breather you know throw up the gate you know and then uh, obviously sharpen you know do what i need to do kind of there i actually use the farcaster once to kind of do my thing there but uh um i also when i came up to the uh uh, level 30 gate i did go ahead and i uh, just fought the Kushadora um solo you know basically with a bunch of randos online and kind of pushed through on there you know my, the first rando that joined me i i carded and then they bailed on me after i carded <laughs> But then I had, you know, a um, couple random Asians drop in and, and another player, if need be. And, you know, as Desmond could attest, you know, there's a, a plethora of Asian players on Monster and the Rise on yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, they're
1: coming through, though. I'm like, thank you, yeah. Asian players. Y'all are yes. no joke.
2: Yeah. And they, they kind of take things a little bit different uh, as far as their approach. Sometimes they're using a lot of carts. Uh, not carts. They're using a lot of traps. Mm-hmm. Not just to trap the monster at the end, but also to uh, obviously get uh, a thing to slow the monster down if need be. So, and so, you know, especially if you want to do the um, the hub quest versus the village quest. I mean, pl- as long as you properly open up your game for other people to join you, you should be able to play this game solo. So, like, just in case you get kind of tantalized by us talking about monster or hunter rise on here, but. You don't think you'll be playing the same time we would, or you're playing on a different platform, like maybe on Xbox, you know, with Games Pass or on PC, or God forbid on the um, Switch as well, you know, there's by far people that will come and join a random quest on there, and so... So I think the game is definitely worth your. I've, I've gotten more than 40 bucks worth of enjoyment Oh, yeah. so far. You know, so even double dipping. You know, you, you gotta think. Oh, I don't want to double dip. I played this game. You know, like we attest to episodes previous. It's like it was just really cool to play this in better fidelity, on a system with an adequate controller and online chat. <laughs> On there, and I don't want to be dunking on the switch, but you know,
1: they know what's up, they know what's up, yeah, like the twitch be the switch, but they know what's up, yeah, you know, and it's just fabulous to do that,
2: yeah. uh, Any other, because since we'll go around Robin, since we all played Rise this week, uh, what was your overall Rise experience this week, Des? Uh,
1: well, uh, like I said, or sorry, like Joe was saying. We definitely uh, cut our teeth when in a uh, uh, Monster Hunter Rise. We have just been pretty much into this into this game. We're pretty much, you know, running it, getting it through, and and enjoying it. Like I'm I'm super enjoying it. Um, and yeah, like I said before, it's so much better to play it on on the um on the PS5. It's just it's just like a totally different game and i i absolutely adore it and would love uh to see a new version of it um well i guess we are going to be getting a new version of it when um uh sunbreak comes out so that's going to be amazing but to talk about midnight lover uh oh yeah we yeah, were we happened. To,
2: the last quest we ran last yeah. night was this Nargacuga quest, and I didn't know what it's it was linked to in the description. Yeah, it's an event quest. Yeah, uh, talk Sonic. about something about shadow or something like that. I thought it was maybe associated, possibly with uh, Shadow the Hedgehog. Possibly, you know yeah. Reading the description, but then we get into the mission, and we had a theme song playing in the background, which none of us had heard before. So, yeah, and cause... we thought that the actual chorus said midnight love but because it's that... narga
1: i thought it was midnight love because of narga kuga and she's the, you know like a the kitty cat you know who's like super like who's all black and she's you know super crazy and angry and stuff so i thought they're saying like she was the midnight love and and you had to kill her and stuff like that she was a killer and all this stuff but no it was live and learn it's from uh, i looked it up and posted it in our group chat and it's from uh sonic adventures 2 so that's the song and i think it's really kind of cool that a lot of the uh the the sonic uh collaboration that cap or the sega the, the cap the capcom and sega collaboration is really kind of cool because they bring up all those old songs so So um, it's been really fun doing that, although I think the 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 stuff you get from it is kind of weird. Like, I don't know if I'm going to wear the Sonic outfit. Uh, Did you guys run it again after I left and get your and get your uh, Sonic stuff?
2: No, I got the the basically the shorts and the and the uh, shoes to still get on the set. So and it oh, it literally it literally looks like just like if, if like some sh- scrub was like dressing up as Sonic for Halloween or something like that. That was what ah. it yeah, looks like so. But uh, we definitely need to run it <laughs> again if, you're, if you two are interested. You in know, yeah, a overpowered Kuga.
1: Yeah, that Kuga was crazy. I was like. Damn, this is just taking so many hits. Like yeah. we were, we were like, like body shot after body shot. We're like, she is not going down. I, I was very like surprised at how, how aggressive and how, uh, many hit points like, oh, yeah. she had. I was like, damn,
2: I got a got a five hundred point hit off of her. And usually, if we're playing just normal high rank, man, that that Nargakuga would have
1: given up after. Yeah. Probably a,
2: two two of the runs we did. You know, yeah, understand?
1: it was crazy, but uh, but it was a fun little it was a fun little uh uh fun little hunt. Uh, and I've definitely like Joe said, uh, I'm definitely getting my money's worth out of Monster Hunter Rise. And if you have not played it, I think you are really you are sorely missing out on a on a great A quality game. It's just it's just fantastic, super fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so,
2: Kev. yeah, Kev.
0: So- yeah, what's what's your overall impressions of Rise this week? So it's saying live and learn, not yeah. midnight and love? learn. Yes. Oh. It
1: sounds it doesn't sound like live and learn. It sounds like midnight love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't know if they if if they did it, if Sega basically said we can't have it say midnight love because we're Sega and that just don't fly with us. But no, that's that's midnight love. So
0: it I sounds like I, I tell you, it sounds like midnight love to me. I, I mean, you know, that's that—that's like the Mama Say Mama sama saw of gaming. You know, yes,
1: like. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Like I don't get it, but sure, you
0: know. Well, you know that saying uh, something I'm not gonna stop. It's I'm I'm a start. I'm a something I'm not gonna stop. It's not Mama Say Mama Masama Mapusaw, which is what. Me and just about 90% of the black folks I know thought it was yep. <laughs> growing up Michael. Was yeah, sick. we were
1: like, all right, Michael. Go stop, Michael. All right. Michael.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I didn't get a chance to play as much as you guys did. Uh, I've been working on uh, some stuff here at the house. And uh, so that's eaten into a whole lot of my game time. Um, so I really don't have too much to say on uh, Monster Hunter Rise. I think the when we played it Thursday was, I think, one of the only time that I played it that week. No, wait, I did play it like Monday, I think, briefly, and then again on Thursday. So I haven't really been on uh, quite as much. Uh, I'm working on a little side hustle, side project. I finally got off the ground and putting uh, a whole lot of my uh, extra time into that. But uh, yeah, um, I thought I, I would have bet my bottom dollar that <laughs> that lyric was Midnight Love. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably what I'm going to keep on calling it. If, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if we can, if if we can say "Mama, say Mama," son, <laughs> then we gotta call that "Midnight Love."
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. From now on, yeah. I want to play that game. Like, I, I want that game to like be remastered or something. Like, I want to play that. You heard it, that's... Sega. Bring it
2: out. <laughs> uh, the band's called Crush Forty, I guess. But yep. the band basically just kind of it was uh, created by. a one of the composers at Sega, I guess, that wanted to start doing some uh, hard rock. And they uh, did the song "Open Your Heart," which I remember from Sonic Adventure One, mm-hmm. on there. But uh, you know, and they did some other music as well. So,
1: yeah. so let's talk about the other game we all played uh, together. Yeah, because that game was, um, yeah, yeah. That game uh i'll just lead
2: off yeah we played uh, the be- open beta for exo primal from capcom on here and so this is the game we talked about in previous episodes kind of looking forward to playing it this is the kind of game that kind of gave some dino dino crisis vibes to it but it had a pvp ve element to it and uh you know, we wound up, by me and Dez played two rounds. I think Kev played one. As far I played as one a total net. of
1: three rounds. Okay,
2: yeah, I forgot you played one prior to me. But basically, you start the game uh, demo out. Uh, just like if you've seen some of the promotional videos for the game, you're basically going into the Albion Corporation and uh, sitting down, and you're creating your avatar. And then from there, they kind of lead you through a tutorial to go ahead and you know, learn how the shooting works. Uh, how to like go in and out of mechs, which you could go in and out of any of the mechs that are available. I think there's like nine altogether as far as uh, mechs no. that are available at the beginning. I think there's three like attack mechs, three like tank element mechs, and then three support mechs, if no. need be. So on there, you know, uh, through the gameplay, I only played like a couple of the mechs. I don't ha- have the uh, actual names of the. Um, mechs memorized but it's your plain standard beginning mech and then I think I played like more of an, a melee mech and kind of I think it might have been the Musashi I think on there for a minute but uh, uh, gave me a lot of Overwatch vibes to it a bit you know pretty much you're just being kind of shoehorn and you're in the, like on a, on a uh, like conveyor belt basically going from one encounter to the next with these dinosaurs and it sucks because of the fact that the way that the promotional videos look it's like you're like just basically free-forming through an, an you know an actual like level and fighting these dinos off when in fact you're basically just okay get to this next point and then the dino spawn and then they push you to this next point and you're in a kind of a competition with the other players to you know accomplish the um, end of the mission Uh, within a certain amount of time and then at the end based on you know the timing that you took whatnot is that you're in a pvp situation and dinos are running around and you're also able to grab a a dino power-up which you're able to go as a dinosaur onto their area and attack them during the match as well while they're trying to get to their goals in the end, so it kind of has some elements of Gambit from Destiny 2 on there, and you know, I I didn't mind what I played, I know both Dez and Kev could probably attest to their disdain for this game, but my biggest issue with it is if it was free to play it's something I would probably dabble with a little bit more, it is on Games Pass but they are wanting $60 for this, and it basically smacks of a free-to-play game, it's like it reminds me Mabdak into something like Overwatch, or something of that nature, and it just basically is screaming out to be as a, you know, cosmetic-driven, free-to-play title on there, and I think they got a good meat on this, they got a good frame for this, but I wish it was PVE all the way, because if it was PVE all the way with the way the characters are kinda of drawn, um, you know, as far as configured and the gameplay elements, it's something I probably could have gotten a little bit more used to. I mean, if it was something more of a Lost Planet Two versus the way it's currently configured, I think it would actually be quite good on there. So uh what's your uh, overall opinion yeah. kinda of build on what I had to kinda of talk about this Des
1: Um I think you're right. Um I can see a little shreds of of good knit. very thin. You know, <laughs> paper
2: paper thin, very, very
1: very very I don't want to say paper thin shreds, but but uh but can be fine hairs. No, it's just <laughs> I, it's just not a type of game that that I play personally. You know, I don't play games where you where you have to like I don't play um hero shooters I don't play games where you're competing with other people I don't find those games fun um uh I don't that's why this game is really not for me I thought I thought the it looks like and I just realized it um it uses the same engine as Monster Hunter so the character models of the people look like people from Monster Hunter so that was very interesting because uh, when you create your character um, it looked a lot like Monster Hunter, and I was thinking, okay, you know, I can, I, I, I can, I can see that. Um, it's the same engine. I can see that. Okay. Um, I thought the mech designs were really cool. Um, I thought how the mechs move was okay. I, I really thought that the having, you know, the 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 triggers, all of your moves for the most part are on the uh the shoulder buttons and the triggers. Um, so remembering which button does which is kind of is kind of you know you got to get there. And I think some a couple things is I think the cooldowns were a little too high on some of the stuff if you're expected to use your moves um, while you're while you're there while you're doing your your thing. Not to say that you had to spam them, but I thought it it, it felt like I was waiting too long to do my moves, and uh, it really is. Uh, like Joe said, five stages of of you running through a complex or something fighting dinosaurs. And then if you do something different or do something, it triggers and then the other team gets harder dinosaurs or something happens and there's this AI that's kind of telling you, you know you're completing shit slower than others. And so he's like, like I don't need to know all that and you know, and I play mostly support characters and I thought, some of the support characters were pretty fun. Um, but overall, it's just not a game for me. Um, I would have really hoped for a more, um, straight up story driven team based action, uh, game that had no, like if you want a PV, PVE or PVP arena, that's fine. But having it be solely a, a, PV, a PvP type of game, I, it just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me. and and I don't think there's enough meat on it this right now. and of course, this is a beta. They might have other modes or something like that. But if all the other modes consist of you know fighting someone else or doing other waves, you know, that's not for me. And I don't know. Because it seems like the AI that you're that you're working for is is a villain of some sort or or he's doing something because after you do your first match, there's this sort of like, you know, oh, you know, I have to do this or, or oh, you know, we're fight for me. And so this is it's this weird kind of like, is this guy a villain or is he a nice guy? You know, just he's a I, I villain. Just, you yeah, know he's yeah. a villain. Yeah, that's I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, this 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 person is is the villain, and I'm like, okay, so 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 you're a villain, um, but why? You know, why? I don't know. I, I I had more questions, um, than than answers when I was when I was uh playing that game, and I just don't. I just don't think it's for me. You know, actually, I know it's for me. I know it's not for me. So. Um, So for folks out there, you know, say like, oh, this is this is pretty good or something like that. You know, have at it more more power to you. But I'm I'm going to sit this one out. So, Uh, Kev, I know you had a much more. uh a much a much stronger reaction to the game. But uh, what were your thoughts, buddy?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Capcom has been on a roll for a long time. Uh, I would say from Resident Evil 7 for sure, their Resident Evil remakes that have taken place. They've got re4 dropping next week. Uh, Street Fighter 6 looks absolutely phenomenal. So they've been hitting on all cinders, all cylinders for quite a while. But Exoprimal is Dookie Butt cheeks and the reason i say <sighs> it's yep. dookie butt cheeks is because number 1 and earth defense force has a better sense of precision than this game does both are third person action games both have you fighting swarms of enemies simultaneously and i during my my years of playing multiple EDFs and by the way EDF is not known for its its graphical fidelity its mm-hmm. frame rate mm-hmm. its none of that stuff okay particularly on uh last gen consoles i i think uh they've had some updates for the ps5 that have been, made it a solid 60 i'm really interested to see what they what this next one coming up that's already out in japan can do but I'm I'm going to use that as as my comparison. Uh, when I kicked off the training, they started me off, and I'm assuming it's the same for everybody with the kind of like the all-round mech, the the Ryu of the of of Exoprimal, that red thing that can. It, it's mid-range weapons, missile launchers for the special, and looks like you've got a uh, some type of. Uh, medium damage rifle for mid-range attacks and whatnot so when I'm doing the training there I could not get a sense of precision mm-hmm. like it wanted me to okay aim down range past the target I had just uh, shot at and I was constantly readjusting either the mech the, the mech physically make like moving it a little bit to the left a little bit to the right, trying to focus the cursor, the, the, the get my target acquisition down range. and I just did not have that sense of precision. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is something that you know uh, I mean I mean let's let's be honest, all console shooting games have a snap to target function and of some sort at play. Otherwise they they'd all be trash or require you to use a mouse and keyboard. So I'm thinking, well, maybe that that maybe that's gonna kick in when I start using you know fighting live targets. So then the second the last part of the training mission where you get to experiment with a couple of different mechs. I'm using the same one that it kicked me off with, and I'm fighting a room full of raptors that really aren't doing much, they're just kind of standing around waiting for me to kill them, I still did not get that sense of positive target acquisition. I'm constantly having to move my mech a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, make these adjustments that I feel that I shouldn't have to make on stationary targets. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, what's this going to be when stuff is moving around constantly? I had no real sense of positive target acquisition. Now, now to juxtapose that against what I what I mentioned in EDF, EDF does not really have like a target lock. Uh, it it would really be difficult to do considering the the massive amounts of t- enemies that it that it just throws at you at one time. But one thing I have never been at a loss for is feeling that I can't aim at what I'm shooting at. I've never had that feeling, whether I'm using the Ranger, whether I'm using the, 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 what well, I forget what they call it, the Lancer, whether I'm using the, the, the dude that drops the, 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 the machinery in the battlefield and you can hop in and use that. And I forget all the names of the different class, classes. I've never been feeling oh man I, I just don't feel uh I'm not I, I just don't feel that I'm I I have this negative it's hard for me to 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 uh acquire targets or I feel that I have to make these minute adjustments in the heat of combat when I got a million and one ant, giant ants swarming me at one time never f- have that sense never have that feeling in this game as I'm playing it i it, i struggled to just shoot stuff, and it, it, it i don't know what it is I don't know if there if there, i don't know if there is a, a something that you can adjust to make to to bring to make your target acquisition a little bit snappier or snap on to the to the enemy closest to you. I don't think that would work either because there's just too many enemies that, is com- that are coming out at, at you at the same time. I just felt that I just did not get a positive sensation in the ranged uh, combat. Now, I also tried the, uh, the Bobobot, the the Rock'em Sock'em Robot. I forget what they call it. That's what it reminded me of. And... The animations for that thing, even in the training, just were really really free-to-play-ish. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it that way. Not a whole lot of effort put into the animation. It's like he's drawing his fist back and then the next frame he's punched. Not a whole lot of action in between. And I'm knocking around these uh brain dead raptors in the training area and I'm and I'm just looking at this I'm like this this just doesn't feel fun it feels like I'm playing Overwatch with a little bit of Fortnite and and someone had dreams about Dino Crisis and that's that that's really after playing that one match I had I just have no desire to 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 jump into this game ever. It, it's just, in my opinion, it's not good. I don't, I don't even, I'm not even going to say that it's not for me. I don't think it's a good game. Um, and, you know, Hey, for those, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure in all things. So, For those who are digging it or or find some positive things to say about it, hey, you know, like Des said, more power to you. I just don't think it's a good game because I have played games that have been considered not good, i.e. Earth Defense Force. I think if you go and look at the Metacritic uh, for EDFs, they're probably not very high but the one thing that they that i that they excel at is m- making you feel like you can actually handle this ma- these massive waves of ants and robots and giant walking frogs and all this other crap that it just hurls at you positive target acquisition a a sensation of actually doing damage to larger targets. I didn't get any of that from this game. Now, granted, I didn't really, I mean, like, I think the the biggest target I faced was that uh, Triceratops on steroids that happened in the only match that I played. And it's just this massive Triceratops just kind of running around, running around the area. I'm shooting it. I see little blood spatter. I see numbers flying everywhere, but there's no real sense of impact that I'm doing to it. I'm not stunning it. I'm not. It's just, it's almost as if it's, it's running around unaffected until it just keels over dead. Yeah. And I, and I'm sorry, I need more in my gaming than that. And for, Folks that are into Overwatch and Fortnite, that's how those games operate. and that ain't me. Uh, and on top of the the criticisms that I've had with regards to the gameplay that I just mentioned, i this game on top of it not being for me, it's just not good. so nah, this this is this is definitely game pass fodder or service fodder. Or it's definitely not worth no sixty bucks, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. In my in 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 my opinion, this you know, it's just not what's up. Yeah, it, it is not. And you know, like I said, Capcom has been on a roll with a, with just about all its other AAA franchises. They tried to do something different with Exoprimal, so I'll give them. I'll give them a, a, a some positive i I'll, I'll give them a golf clap for effort, but execution this game and you know I asked you guys you know is which is the better game you know what is that extinction Course of Extinction, whatever they call it, that, primal that, that extinction, primal from, extinction, uh,
2: avalanche. Yeah, that was a game that is still in um, early access right now on Steam. It was on Games Pass for a minute, but the final 1.0 game uh, for that hasn't come out yet. So,
0: okay, and I think both of you said that you think that game is better than Exo Primal,
1: most definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. so. Again, in my opinion, I think if this if this would have, if this would have been something with a of, of a story wrapped around it, where it's strictly uh, PVE, where you're fighting these dinosaurs and maybe having mass amounts of them, basically just following the EDF formula with a story behind it. And heck, just for shits and giggles, you can slap the Dino Crisis label on it. I think it would have been a much better experience. But the, and I'll and I'll say another the last, and this will be the last thing the my last criticism for the game, the PVP part. Again, I'm fighting enemies, I, the the other human-controlled mechs, and all I see is these two frame actions like the, uh, the, the, um, at one point I switched to the, one of the mechs that use a sword and I'm just pulling my sword back and hitting it H- and hitting whatever I'm trying to hit. And I'm fighting another mech and we're just, it just seems like we're just hitting random buttons to see what happens. And, and it's up like, oh, you know, rock them, sock them robots, no real, um, Effort put into animation of actions, no sense of impact when we hit. In fact, I couldn't even. The only way I could tell I was being hit was the damage arrows that pop up around your mech when you when you are getting hit, and the explosion animation that takes place after your your energy expires. And that to me, that's just bad. It's it's bad there, there's no sense of there's just no sense of anything. I'm just an avatar running around the screen just doing poorly animated animations. And that's 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 just not that's just not how I roll. So uh I think Exoprimal is like I said, dookie butt cheeks and I will be passing it. And even if it was on even though it's on Game Pass now or if it was on PlayStation Plus after what I played uh like i say all the time you know the game may be quote-unquote free but my time ain't free and, and i got better things i could be playing than
1: that. well again the one thing i mean it is a demo but i don't think that they're gonna be changing the game completely to to make up for all this stuff i think that demo was basically just for stress testing, stress testing to see how it plays so um i mean i, I don't know like i i I just don't think that i'm gonna this is one of those games that i'm gonna be following up on and being like you know oh i gotta see what's happening with exoprimals i just don't think that's gonna happen which is a shame which is a shame because because i think there's stuff there under under a lot of other crap there's there there's a nugget of a really good idea and 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 that idea was for um dino crisis but they decided to go this route with it so whatever so who knows
2: but yeah, again. I know the ma- mode that we played, Dino Survival, was the main mode of the game. So, no, but... oh, that's
1: sad. Ugh. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, uh...
1: that's us holding out hope, Joe. I was holding out hope. Hope <laughs> springs eternal, buddy. But if that's the main, the main event and main activity in the game, ooh. Mm. nope. Yeah, oh,
2: good. Uh, Dino I'm Survival is. Is the main uh, focus of the game, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh well. But they're gonna have six game modes at launch on here. So, um, so they got Dino, Dino Survival, um, and then they also have five other game modes. Let's see here: Dinosaur Coal is an additional game mode. I see squads hunting down one specific dinosaur, so you have to lure out your prey hunt a bunch of smaller dinos to bring out a larger dino to take down, and I guess you're doing it in teams on there, so. yeah. And then they have a thing where you've got to protect a ship from multiple waves of dinos on here, so it's called vital Defense, V-T-O-L Defense on here. It's kind of similar to the end of the map when we, we all played together when we had to defend that data point on there, so. But uh, then there's like another a mode called a mega charge where players go up against gigantic dinosaurs in order to reach the objective. So you got to, I guess, uh, work together. I guess there's this gigantic hammer weapon, I guess, that has to be charged
0: yep.
1: on there. So, yeah. You got to so, sh- hit everybody with a giant hammer in the, in the forehead.
2: Yeah. You know, we'll. Su- I'll at least give a cursory glance. I'm not spending sixty bucks on this. I, you know, even if it was like five ninety nine, I would have to think about this. So.
1: No, it needs to be a free. It needs to be a free service game. You know, yeah. this is definitely, you know, one of those games that should have been free, um, or at a cheaper or a cheaper cost with a, uh, with like a battle pass. Like, and that's yeah. sad, but that's kind of what like if we're if we're if we're gonna put it into a a business model a gaming business model that's where it feels like this game is yeah yeah you know because it's gonna have a lot of stuff anyway so it just feels like you know this is what it's gonna be you know and i think uh, i think this is capcom's attempt to be like well you know we gotta we gotta find a way to get some money so let's just do this and they're like okay
0: yeah, you know. but I mean Capcom, I mean all these businesses are in it for the money. But Resident Evil 7 bailed them out of their economic crisis. For
1: them to be able to do stuff like for this. Them no. to,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, but I mean they were really in bad shape. They were they were definitely on the market to be acquired. But RE7 put them in in the positive financially. And then RE8, just that was just gravy on top. And it really put them in on solid economic foundation. I mean, they said that if it wasn't for Sony's funding, we wouldn't even have Street Fighter V. Granted, it launched in a terrible condition. But they said there was no plans to continue the Street Fighter series. They They did not have the money for it. So they're in a better position but like all these companies everybody's looking for that Fortnite lightning in a bottle that you know uh uh that free to play give me money for next to for almost no effort game and i mean we know that sony's working on like 12 to 15 unannounced titles in that in in that lineup microsoft is doing the same thing um uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Nintendo has has some in the works. S- and not to mention that all the third parties doing this, so we're going to see more of this, unfortunately. But this one, when if it would have just had the playability bones, like I've said, of EDF, which you know. Should not be all that difficult to duplicate mechanically, it would have been a better experience. Uh,
1: I agree 100%. As it is,
0: as as this beta is presented, uh, it's just a poor game. Yeah. And you free or not, I, I ain't nobody got time for poor games. Agreed.
2: All right. That's all I've been playing uh, pretty much uh, just in my. Portion of the playlist. I do have Diablo Four that I got an open beta key. You know, before I think we talked about is only available through KFC. You know, we're <laughs> doing the popcorn chicken dance. It was know. not
1: available only through P- KFC. You could you could pre-order the game and get it too. Stop. that. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: But if you wanted to <laughs> check out the game and you didn't want to pre-order it through a service, um, you know the only available way was to go ahead and and digitally order a Double Down or some other. Mm nefarious like uh, kfc um item de jure on their website but i wound up i ordered the game through amazon germany which gave me a code and then i proceeded to cancel said pre-order so i could get uh, get the uh code on there but i have it downloaded and i didn't want to queue up friday after hearing all the woes, but I know our um, listener and mutual friend Christian was playing it both Friday and Saturday, so obviously I was going to try to get into the queue before we recorded today to give my first impressions on it, but it's something I'll probably circle back and play a little bit tonight and kind of look eager beaver to the open beta uh, weekend coming up on here, so check it out from what everyone's saying, it seems like it's excellent, so I'll have more impressions next episode for sure, so on that uh des what else have you been playing besides exoprimal and monster hunter
1: that's it buddy uh, it's a very straightforward week i've been fully engulfed engulfed in um uh monster hunter rise really and then i really wanted to try out uh exoprimal to get the uh to get the um our, our our kind of like you know first thoughts of it but that's pretty much all I've, that's all i've been playing
0: how about you, Kev? Pretty much the same Pretty much the same Exo Primal, unfortunately, and Monster Hunter Rise
2: Yeah mm-hmm. At least they gave Exo Primal a shot I know you, Kev, and there's sometimes Especially uh, special games, like, you know You don't want to waste your time on there I remember playing stuff like Borderlands And Division <laughs> and stuff like that in the past You know, I'm grateful that You gave it a shot, you know
0: Well, I see. mean, it, it's it's just that my gaming time has it it's it seems as as the weeks go by it's deteriorating and you know gaming is my favorite is my favorite hobby and it has been for a very long time and i have to really literally plan my my time to play and when i when i've Wasted my time and, and it has nothing. Uh, you know, I'm mad, but I'm not mad at at anyone or anything per se. I'm just mad that the precious little time that I have during the week to play, and even now during the weekends, uh, was wasted. <laughs> On a mm-hmm. game that I think is subpar, you know, it, it it's got me feeling some type of way, you know. And it's not, you know, I'm I'm mad at Capcom. No, I'm mad at I'm mad at I'm 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 mad at I'm I'm just I'm I'm just ticked off that the time that I spent gaming was not spent playing something worth my time. Uh, and that's really where my my criticisms and the uh severity of my criticisms comes into play, not just with Exo Primal, but for any game. Um, You know, that's just where I'm at right now. that's real. All righty. So since that has been uh, in general, (laughs) our relatively short playlist, it's time to move on to the next phase of the show. Next topic on the docket, that being the main event. All right, Dez, you got the mic, bro.
1: All righty. So for episode 201, uh, the main event was a question, and that question is: With the launch of Resident Evil 4 this week, what is your most anticipated remake arriving this year? If no remakes are on your radar, what game games would would be a great candidate for a remake or a remaster? Because let's face it, folks, they'll they're coming. You know they will. They're coming, and and they'll be there. Uh, some of the remakes and remasters on the horizon, uh, in no particular order of how we like them or anything or event, or, or anything like that, is um, uh, Resident Evil 4, Advance Wars 1 and 2, uh, sorry 1 plus 2, Reboot Camp, uh, Biden Biden Kaitos 1 and 2, Silent Hill 2, Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D remake, Gothic. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, We Love Katamari, Layers of Fear, that's two separate games by the way, not We Love Karamati, Layers of Fear, it's two separate games, Uh, Risk of Rain Returns, Lollipop Chainsaw, and Samba de Amigo! Uh, So, um, I'll start off with one of our uh, new listeners, and uh, members of the Discord, Uh, Goonie says, uh looking forward to the next chapter of final fantasy seven remake i'm curious to see the direction they take with the party leaving midgar and i'm excited to visit golden saucer again um yeah i think i know that kev you really really loved uh final fantasy the the last final fantasy seven the first part of it uh what are your thoughts about uh the new chapter
0: I'm looking forward to it, too. I also played through the DLC with, oh, and and I was just about to say her name, but the the ninja and her, yeah, the Yuffie content. That was fantastic as well. Played similarly, yet different than the main game, mechanics-wise. And I just thought it was a really, the whole package was just really really well put together um what's neat is that you can actually play it in sequential order because you can actually start the eufy content before you finish final fantasy seven remake and play it in the order of events i uh, uh uh damon looked that up for me and he did it that way and when you play the con the dlc and the main game uh using that method it the story makes more sense so but gosh man final fantasy 7 remake is just that is just how every honoring the original content but adding a a whole new layer of action to it because i mean the original game was turn-based and I played it even though turn-based is not re- has traditionally never really been my thing. Uh, there's just been a couple of turn-based RPGs that really stand out to me. And final fantasy seven was one of them, but it had, it had more to do with the story than it did any the actual mechanics of the game, because the mechanics of the game I felt I could have found just about anywhere. Um, But the story really grabbed me at the time and kind of kept me going back into this, into the game, playing mechanics that really weren't my speed. So I'm looking forward to seeing where they take it now that the party's leaving Midgar. Um, Are they going to make changes to the core story? Uh, If they do, folks are going to be cheeks are going to get tight. Jaws going to get get be tight i know it but i would even if i didn't like the direction they took the core story with the remakes and in a sense i think that would make more sense because that would make the the origin the originals the original so if you want to experience that that story you always have those original games to play and get and get that that original story or relive those moments i i think developers need to need to get get deserve kudos for taking risks for in established uh ips and making changes to the story you know and i think everybody knows what what the the question at hand is going to be uh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it, but there is a death of a character that takes place in the original, and folks are wondering if that's going to take place in the remake, and if they are courageous enough to make that change, but make it make sense in the course of the remake, the the, the story that remake is telling. You know, hey, even if I don't particularly like it, you know, I think they're going to de- they deserve some kudos for taking that type of risk because there's always going to be people that are going to get get upset at that. So, yeah, the remakes are definitely on my radar and I can't wait to play them.
1: So uh, what else is on
0: your uh on your radar? Well, of course, Resident Evil 4. <clears throat> um, other than that, um I'm sure there are some other, and and Dead Space, which I'm, uh, when time allows, I'm thoroughly enjoying as well. I would have, you know, and of course the remakes that I would love to see, but, uh, well, another thing, Lollipop Chainsaw, I didn't think we would ever see that game back (laughs) again. Um, I, and if it is just like a straight up copy and paste with updated graphics that's something else i, I didn't it honestly would not have expected given the uh, the climate the social climate that we're in so i am honestly surprised that that game is coming i'm sure it's going to cause some type of stir with the you know the purple and pink haired folks that that rave about crap on social media but you know I thought Lollipop Chainsaw was a hilarious game. Um, I would also like to see, you know, my favorite game of all time, of course, uh, God Hand, get a remake with some changes that, you know, some quality of life changes to make it more playable, more action-y.
1: Yes, please.
0: Would definitely love to see that. Only if they could do... What Lollipop Chainsaw apparently is doing and maintaining its wackiness and its uh uh shall we say non-politically correct storyline. Uh that that would be absolutely fantastic. Um and I would like to see a remake of Maximo as well as the uh Onimusha series, particularly the first what was it, the first three? first because i think there was one where the main character was this blue horn dude i didn't like that one all that much you know, i mean it was okay but the first three uh i i had a lot of fun with so if yeah they could,
2: what the third one had jean renault in there and yeah the fourth one was called donna dreams but capcom for whatever reason they decided to crank up the difficulty for the us version for some stupid reason and when it came out here it was it's like impossibly hard uh from everyone what everyone was saying and they said stated that they, i think they did because they were fearful of trade-ins and people you know taking the game back and you know selling the game after completing it you know
1: so
0: mm-hmm. Unfortunately. so yeah i would like to see see those games make a return
1: Cool. I mean, and that's and that's what we that's those are some of the games that I like to see as well. So uh John BT says, uh, so I Googled top game remakes of 2023 as I could care less about RE4. Wow. And I discovered a uh, few hopeful gems. First uh, is the guaranteed. First is the guaranteed to be good. Advance Wars one plus two reboot camp. Uh, that's going to be awesome. Agree 100%. Uh, second, there's a remake of System Shock coming. This could be awesome. Wish it was System Shock 2, which is a lifetime top five game for me. But still, this could be interesting. Finally, what I would like uh, a remake of, I want a remake of Fantasy Star 4. Wow. That would be pretty interesting. Uh, and agree as well uh joe what are your thoughts on on what john john said i know you'd want a uh a new fantasy star wouldn't you
2: yeah or even just a remake i mean i know they attempted to do and they did release on a ps2 budget line in japan remakes of both fantasy star 1 and 2 which they were okay but they deserve a little bit more love but kind of pso uh fantasy, pso fantasy star 4 <laughs> Uh, it's kind of the culmination of the series, at least on the Genesis on there, and uh, is quite excellent. So i played that game. i played through it twice, you know, way back when. I think once on the Genesis and once on the Nomad, of all things, so <laughs> on there. And that game is Chef Kiss, like, one of the greatest, you know, it, it should be held up there as high as uh, a Final Fantasy 3 slash 6, in my estimation, as far as... Uh, just jrpg goodness so you know uh but yeah john had some good points uh advance wars one and two reboot camps on my pre-order list i'm definitely picking that up next month when it comes out finally and then system shock i had never had a chance to play either system shock or system shock 2 but it's kind of that same wheelhouse of those like late 90s early 2000s like computer games that uh just was a really just kind of tentpole type of release so you know maybe this will get other people to get into th- that particular series because uh i know that uh the the same creators of system shock and system shock 2 went on to do bioshock you know because uh, was a spiritual successor to those two games on there so and i know what uh, ken levine i think was on uh, at least one of those games probably system shock 2 and then uh I'm trying to think of the uh, other de- main developer uh, that did the shot games on there. I think it was uh, God. I'm trying to think of his name. Let me, I mean, th- I believe his name was Warren, but
1: God. Warren something, or another Warren, Warren peace. Warren Buffett.
0: <laughs> there
1: you go. Do you know uh, was yeah, a I've, gamer? Warren Buffett, it's a gamer, folks. Warren G. Oh, you have to regulate some fools. System shock.
2: Warren Spector, there you go. So, So, God. <laughs> <laughs> so and as far as... I guess I might as well since I'm speaking to of as far as my games, I would like to see remade if need be or um, remastered at least. And uh, you know, if you know me, I've I've kind of preached like the guy from the on the mount as far as asking for uh, some sort of arcade racer to come back. And if I had my choice of arcade racer to come back, I would want a new Ridge Racer. So I think Namco needs to get on it. You know they could bring back Ace Combat. They could bring back Ridge Racer. And in my opinion, they need to, you know, give me the full tilt, nitrous boost, uh drifting up the up there, here, there, and everywhere. They kind of culminated with uh, Ridge Racer 6 on the 360, and then the Ridge Racers on the PSP. That you know, dev they have something to go to. They have years and years of racing goodness for that particular series. And they're just kind of letting it rot in the vine a bit. So it's on
1: unfortunate. There.
2: Another, another series I think that could kind of stand to get, you know, back in vogue, at least a little bit. And we mentioned fantasy star. I think shining force would be really good to bring back on there. You know, shining force, unfortunately uh, kind of took uh Detour because the main developers Climax basically started working with Nintendo and they had a falling out with Sega. So, after Shining Force 3 on the Saturn, which never got an actual full on release, um, this Shining Force 3 for Saturn was only chapter one of a three part game basically. So, they did not translate either part two or part three into English. Uh, there is fan translations out there. So, if you have a modded Saturn, and want to play either that on there or on the emulator you could play that entire saga in english so that would be a good starting point then from there and then maybe you know just get the gang back together climax back on shining force and kind of go from there climax if you don't know wound up uh, working with nintendo they did like the nintendo golf on there they worked on the first hot shots golf if you believe it or not before clap hands took over the franchise and they also worked on Golden Sun as well. So they did all the Golden Sun games on there. So, I'm all not bangers. Sure. Uh, I'm not sure if Climax has it left in them. I know the last game Climax worked on was Mario Golf on the Switch. so. <laughs> and they also did the kind of polarizing Mario Tennis on the Switch as well. So so uh, don't know about all that. But, you know, if they could draw one back from the well and see uh, Shining Force 4 finally come out and kind of go from there because sega kind of took the shining series in a kind of an odd direction after ps2 there's a few games that got left in japan because uh there's this one uh, anime manga artist that they basically had on the series that was uh, doing a lot of risque drawings that kind of thing you know so mm. so shining went the way of uh Having, like, you know, females with, like, you know, bigger-than-life boosties and that kind of crap, you know, so.
1: Mm. Cool. Uh, any other games you want to see?
2: Oh, there's, like, plenty. Uh, one thing that I put didn't put on the list and didn't think of, but, yeah, Dragon Quest three the HD2D remake, I've been eagerly awaiting more details on that uh you know it's something to where i'm a big dragon quest fan and i think that done in that particular engine would be just fantastic Uh, risk of rain returns actually looks pretty cool that's the 2d risk of rain i've only really played risk of rain 2 which is in 3d which you know i seriously you know think about that game every now and then i would love to go back to it and play that a little bit and then you know as a common refrain with microsoft um for these last few years you know they announce a bunch of stuff and then you kind of forget about things i forgot that they're rebooting or doing fable again so that's another game i you know haven't really thought about because we haven't heard jack crap on it for at least the last year and a half two years so but uh you know i think that that series is uh right before the pick-ins a bit, so, you well,
1: know. Who knows what's going to happen with that, yeah. I mean, I would love to see a new fable, but I just don't think that that's, that's in the cards, or so at, least, at least if it is, um, might not be for a while.
2: Yeah, and who um. knows? They're probably test-marketed to death and that kind of thing, yep. you know, so. Um, I hate to say it, but, you know, after, you know, I wish the connect never existed, you know, because once Microsoft went after that Wii dollar, everything kind of fell by the wayside, so.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. I would, I would everybody love the, went for that Wii dollar, though. You know Sony it, yeah. Did, you know, with that the Move controller stuff, and
2: yeah, I mean Sony just
0: experimenting. I
2: mean, remember that storybook? The thing? storybook, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember storybook, which was. You know what? I think in the right that real storybook. Would have been a great standalone device for kids Yeah Like if story if you know like you have that frog tablet for for kindergartners And you know they can do their their early arithmetic and and all that other stuff on it If storybook could have been separated from the playstation And executed as a low-cost standalone device that either had the pages as the display screen or could somehow uh, um, uh, be plugged into a a full-size display and let a child interact with it that way, I think it would have been a much better device. But tying it into PlayStation, I think, was a, a big mistake. And I don't think it really... I never used the device, so I really can't say how well or or unwell it worked. But I think it would have been much better as a standalone, apart from PlayStation device.
2: Yeah, uh, I have one last one. I'll kick it back over to Des. Is that Capcom needs to do a new Breath of Fire for God's
1: sake? Yes, do it. Bring it. It's, it's not. It's not built for for uh, mobile. Bring it to consoles. Yeah, I, I mean, it. if
2: if Konami can bring back Sudokin at least I would love to see them uh, at least give it a shot. You know, yep. you know, Dragon's Quarter, for all intents and purposes, kind of killed the franchise. But,
1: you know, Dragon's Quarter is actually a good game, too. It's not so. bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. It's just yeah. they went into a different direction. It didn't work. It's fine. It's it's that the stink of that game is, is long gone, you know, and you can do something. We will welcome you back. If you're listening, <laughs> we'll welcome you back. Yeah. So uh Will D says, uh give me dot 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 defender. <laughs> he wants a Defender remake game. Okay. I mean I could see that. Little high res high res super graphics, you know, Defender game. I could see it. You know? I'd play that.
2: They, uh, they did a Defender remake on PS two, but I'm not sure. No, no, no.
1: It. I'm talking about like full on, you know. For the for the PSVR 2, just Defender. There you
0: go. Well, you know, that's kind of part of what makes me... Still keeps me still fuming about the uh, travesty that turned out to be the Amico. Uh, that was a lot of what it was going to be bringing to people. Remakes of classic, you know, those first and second generation consoles... And reinterpretations of arcade classics. I mean, I mean, it, it all turned out to be vaporware. But if you look up their remake for Night Stalker, which which literally was the game that got me into gaming, literally, uh, on the Intellivision, their reimagination of Night Stalker is fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just a damn shame that Amico turned into the grift that it was. But uh, um, that system was designed for stuff like, you know, give me, I want a new Defender. I want a new, uh, and I and I just, uh, uh, I posted a news article today. Apparently Atari has reacquired the rights to Berserk and Frenzy, and I think a couple of other old school uh, arcade uh, titles. So I guess they're planning to do something different. Do something with those. Uh, well time will tell? But um, but yeah, it just and also Moon Patrol. A lot of people crapped on the new Moon Patrol. Uh, had and it did look like a mobile game, but I think they added enough ingenuity to it the developers did uh that make that makes it very that makes it very interesting so i, I just 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 you know sad panda face for the <laughs> for the <laughs> grift that was Amico. Mm. all righty
1: so for me um i have to say definitely wanting advanced wars one plus two uh reboot camp i think that's going to be a fantastic you know, uh, game, it'll get me playing my, um, my switch again, post haste, same thing with bad and Kytos one and two, I played the first one and I don't know, there was something about that game that I think was ahead of its time. And I think with the cards and the fighting and the, I think, I think that game fell on death ears and deaf deaf eyes because people didn't or blind eyes because people didn't know what to think of that game um so much so that i got a second one but part of me wants to try that try that those 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 two game again those two games again um to see exactly what's what's happening with it dragon quest 3 definite buy for me i love the dragon quest series uh I'm right there with Joe. I think it's going to be um fantastic. Um and they just need to do it. And then my final one is actually Gothic. I never played uh the first Gothic. I think I played a minute of the second Gothic and I played a lot of the third Gothic. But I don't like I I I saw some gameplay of of a um when um when uh THQ Nordic got the rights for the game. They did a, 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 a like a year ago or a year and a half ago, maybe even two years ago. At this time, they did a proof of concept of what the new a new Gothic would look like with with modern controls and modern uh, lighting and modern graphics and stuff, and it actually looked pretty good. Um, so if they're able to revamp it from the from the ground up and really kind of wash away a lot of the eurojank from it you know um i'm sure it's gonna have a little bit of eurojank in it you know you can't really clean it out 100 percent you know bleach can only go so far but um i think it might be an interesting game and i think i i think i want to try that now i really hope that it comes out for a reasonable price um but uh who knows at this point but definitely uh, gothic is, is one that I'm thinking about because I think I think it could be fun. I think it could be fun.
2: The gothic remake
1: right now is retailing for $60. Oh, my God. Why? Why? Now, nah, I'm going to have to wait for a sale on that one unless it unless it just blows the doors. Like if it hits and it's just like amazing. But even it, still, it, it's
2: a full remake. But yeah, it's a THQ Nordic joint. So
1: I don't know. See, THQ Nordic. I don't know, buddy. I don't know, but, but here's to, um, here's the hope which brings eternal. So, (laughs) um, so, uh, thank you everybody for, uh, for chiming in on our, on our question. We always love getting feedback, uh, from our folks. Um, so as always, if you have a question for us, uh, to, and to ask, you know, our, our listeners, you can either put them in the, in the discord, or you can just let us know. And we can um, we can definitely ask it. Uh, That's what our vessel line is for, uh, as well as checking in and seeing what what uh, what's going on on our discord. So uh, either way works. Uh, We love hearing uh, feedback and talking to uh, our listeners. So please feel free to use that uh, resource. And at the end of the show, Kevin will tell you how you can join a discord. Uh, But. Uh, for episode 203 our question is what's the most challenging thing about gaming is it finding the time to play are there just too many games um or are you fearful that you know uh saint phil will will do something you know and 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 take all the games away i don't know (laughs) the gaming rapture uh let us know and we'll talk about it in episode 203 and as always, you know what follows uh, the high-res hater. It's the Jabroni Gaming News.
2: All right. Thank you, Dez. Appreciate welcome, it. Joe. So first thing on thing, we'll probably get this out of the way because I think it was the, probably the most major news item this week about uh, um, actor Lance Reddick. Passed away uh, a couple days ago. uh, Yeah, so this is the voice actor for both uh, Zavala in uh, Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. Also, he played a character in Horizon series, um, Silence, on there. So, you know, he did pass away of natural causes, but both studios have, you know, obviously, you know, send out statements and that kind of thing. I know people were kind of hovering over Zavala over the weekend, at least at the tower on there. So I know he would love doing voice acting, too, because you can kind of tell, especially during the pandemic, you know, they were showing him. I know I was watching some of his footage saying that he was like recording voice lines in his uh, closet on there. So and, you know, he's an actor, too. Obviously, he's in like John Wick. On there, I think he was also in the Wire on there, which I've never seen that series. Probably, <laughs> I need to a, atone for that because I know everyone says that like that's like the greatest like you know series ever. So, but it's uh, just sad to see. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to where things are gonna go with the games that he was in, especially with Destiny Two. You know whether they're gonna. And do something with Zavala or get a new voice actor. But regardless of that, I mean, it's just, I appreciate his work. I think he brought the good element to his voice acting. You know, he was Zavala in my mind, at least. So on here, anything else you guys like to say for uh, the passing of
1: Lance? He will be missed. He was a fantastic Zavala and just the amount, the sheer amount of uh, voices and characters that he uh, brought to life is is immeasurable and it, it truly is a loss for uh for voice actors for for video games
2: <sighs> how about you kev
0: yeah i'm pretty much the same um i my wife and i used to watch the wire so i remember his role some of his roles in uh those earlier seasons and uh, you know It's unfortunate. Uh, Past two years have kind of taken a lot of people, a lot of folks. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate when I say I mean, every year takes a lot of people in general. But when I'm talking about people that were in geekdom or in entertainment from a uh, from a geekier perspective. You know, their, their, their portfolio had, you know, either gaming voices or uh, of a prominent character. I think the one of the one of the uh, the I think it was the woman who was a voice actress in uh, The Last of Us passed away uh, a few months ago as well. So uh, she was one of the she was Joel's wife. Um, I think she voiced Joel's wife, uh, I think. But um, but yeah, it's 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 uh, it's definitely sad to hear.
2: Yeah, for sure. I didn't know, but he also had um, Quantum Break as uh, I think he's starring in that particular game and did that. And then he was also in Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand, of course. So. All right, and next news story I like to talk about is um, there's rumors. there's always rumors, isn't there? but uh, according to latest rumors, uh, F0 GX is going to be remastered on the switch. Uh, the latest rumor is that it's this is a game that's currently in development at next level games. next level, if you don't uh, remember, was the same developer that kind of that Nintendo bought that did the Re- Luigi's Mansion remake on there and they've also worked on a few other uh titles for nintendo but it seems like they're always digging into the remake so they did the recent super mario strikers that's on the switch on there they also developed luigi's mansion 3 as well so uh, and i think if they are working doing on an f-zero f-zero is one of these series you know probably didn't mention our little um you know main event question that would have been another series that you know can't stand to you know make its way back
1: I wish it was there. a new one like I don't need a remake of that one i want I want them to push it forward or maybe this remake is a is a way to test the waters to see if if, if it's viable but at the same time I think an f zero uh would be viable regardless because because pe- it's such a beloved franchise so like I get it you know they money is money is king but still like i would rather them just just spend that resources on a on a fantastic newer one
2: yeah i don't know because i know um the same yacht took a shiro Nagoshi, the guy that worked on the yakuza series he was the one that rebooted f-zero then he was the one that created uh f-zero gx and so he kind of took the game in, in a Different, different different direction than the f-zero x that was on the n64 and uh obviously from the original f-zero on the snes and so you know it, it's gonna take someone with vision this the you know instead of just picking up from where the gamecube version of f-zero left off but to kind of pick up the ball and roll with it and kind of have a vision for it you know and it's just uh Next Level does a great job, so maybe if they do a good remaster in this particular instance, maybe they can do a new uh, edition in the series I think would be a great thing on here. But I think Nintendo's been well long due to bring F-Zero back in some form or fashion.
0: Any thoughts, kid? Yeah, I will be... I played, F. I think the last F-Zero I played was on the SNES. Um, I think there, was there one on the Wii? Uh,
2: There was not one on the
0: Wii, no. Or, well, there was on, it was on the GameCube, wasn't it?
2: Correct, yeah, the one that they're remastering, so.
0: Okay, yeah, the last time I played F-Zero was on the SNES. Uh, When Wipeout dropped on the original PlayStation, I never really thought about f0 to be <laughs> to be quite honest uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they come up with I'm i've sure. i've always i've kind of i've come close to picking up a luigi's mansion uh the luigi's mansion games but i never for whatever reason never followed through with it so they're pretty good i've heard that they are
2: We'll have to see if that comes to fruition or if it gets announced. It's, it's crossing those fingers. It's, here's hoping. But uh, now as far as the next news story, this is something I hope doesn't come to fruition. So there is a new Sony PlayStation NFT patent on mm. here. So a new newly published patent patent shows that SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment, has been exploring ways that could use NFTs and blockchain technology in games. So they filed this last year and they published it on Thursday, but their patent is entitled NFT Framework for Transferring and Using Digital Assets Between Game Platforms. So so the... Uh, Quote quotes on this is as recognized where within in some applications such as computer video games an NFT might represent an artwork or an asset in the game such as a character or weapon or other game asset but current systems are technologically inadequate for the owner to use the asset across different games and platforms. Accordingly, as further recognized where. Herein, the functionality of the game may be enhanced by enabling gamers or other spectators to exclusively use the asset and trans- possibly transfers its rights to others via NFT. So, I will not go on to further read this, but basically they're talking about basically transferring over NFT abilities like certain unique assets and games to be used in other games on here. So say, for instance example says like uh rewarding the first person to beat a a new boss in a game a right to use 100 damage weapons in other games per your new nft to be able to transfer over rights from this nft to other games on the platform so so to me it's all big a big shit sandwich in my opinion so you know i don't know if this comes and it's a great gameplay loop that's one thing but I'm thinking this is a big nothing burger. Any of you two gentlemen like to chime in?
1: So. Horrible. Yep. Horrible. Just miss me with all that. I don't care. It's horrible. Stop it. Especially
2: with the blockchain stuff. I mean, come yep. on. Get out of here with that crap. You know, there's so so, so much uh, ecological damage that's being created from all this blockchain business. So. Greedy. Mm-hmm. You know, Square Enix does have a, uh, NFT game in development. That's talking about a bunch of different art assets. Um, I know Sega announced that you Suzuki's working on a virtual fighter NFT. And just uh. give me a new virtual fighter for God's sake. I don't need <laughs> this business in dealing with this crap. I mean, I know, uh, you know, our good friend, uh, you know, the developer of Dead or alive, uh, is working on an NFT title as well. So. So annoying. Can
0: um, someone explain to me what the, what the environmental impact of an NFT is when it's a digital product? Well, especially with
2: blockchain, blockchain is this the thing is especially because they're doing all the mining as far as having these computers stored in a warehouse and, you know, obviously taking, you know, that's whole other thing. That's like, cryptocurrency and that kind of thing so
0: so i mean but we got computers anyway so are do they require special server blades or something that need to be harnessed, be harvested
1: i think it's the amount of uh the, I mean, the amount of energy to do it as well as like you know getting hot and, and stuff like that I, again i don't know fully i'm not an nft person
0: i do not begin to understand. I do not
1: care (laughs) to understand. I just don't want it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's a bad idea as well, but I think sometimes just because we don't like something, we it's bad for the environment. You know, that's why, you know, Dodge isn't making their Hemis anymore because, you know, the, the, you know, the government wants to, you know, apparently thinks a V8 is the end of the world. So I think sometimes we we slap this so just because we already think it's a crap idea, and I think NFTs are, in general, a crap idea, and then we just say, uh, and, and on top of it, it's bad for the environment. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, but it's a digital product. How is it? It doesn't have a package. It's not... It's not something that somebody opens up and throws the the container into a garbage can that goes into a landfill or out in the ocean and chokes a sea turtle. How is it bad for the environment? I mean, we can just—I don't know—it's just something we can just say that's a trash idea and just kind of, <laughs> and we don't need to add.
2: Yeah. Stuff um, to Basically, blockchain is a process where all cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, and Litecoin are secured via blockchain networks on here. So their accuracy is consistently being verified by a huge amount of computing power. On here, so yeah. so block, you know.
0: yeah. Amazon takes up a huge amount of computing power, processing a whole bunch of deliveries. But I don't hear nobody say that. That's bad. But uh, anyway, you know, maybe this is turning into a a bigger a, a bigger in- <laughs> discussion than it needs to be. It's just I just find it odd that you know how uh, uh, something mm-hmm. that literally does not exist outside of of the internet is bad for the environment i don't know maybe maybe if i was curious enough i could google it but I yeah don't i mean if you to... look
2: they've got like you know in china like a bunch of server farms that are just sitting there just like you know and for a while we heard where the graphics card market was suffering because of the inability of uh, purchasing any graphics cards because they're all bought out by uh, people mining cryptocurrency on there so And so people, if you go and look to see the environmental aspect of cryptocurrency itself, you know, blockchain in and of itself is not the same thing. You're just using your game console uh, or, you know, computing item in your household to be able to create these and then so on and so forth. And then they're profiting off or, you know, selling of said items from one user to another user. So it's just, especially with Sony, they always look to, See what they could do, create patents, and see if they could, you know, come up with an idea that could possibly be beneficial. You know, I know some people would like to say be more open-minded towards NFTs and, and blockchain technology. And if I see something where it's not going to harm the environment, you know, take the whole argument out of it, and be actual a good gameplay idea, then maybe it's something we could cross that bridge when we get to it. But until then... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It just seems like a big ado about nothing. So, All right. And next news story, we're going to kind of talk about, we got more of the definition as far as the PlayStation Plus games, uh, as far as on extra and premium for March on there. So we talked about it during the PlayStation... Um, event a few weeks ago, they announced a few games on there, but they kind of um, gave more of an idea as far as what else is being brought out. So for the extra tier, you got got uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, Chia, um, and then also uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, Ghostwire Tokyo, Life is Strange 2 Colors, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Life is Strange 2, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Kakarot, your favorite game and street fighter 5 champion edition untitled goose gang final fantasy type zero hd which is kind of an unheralded title and then rage 2 neo the world ends with you and haven and for your premiums tier you got three classics and that includes ridge racer type 4 ape academy 2 and siphon filter dark mirror from the psp so on there so uh they're not bringing the thunder with the premium tier for whatever reason so it just seems like it's always been like that and the classics are few and far between so that's the only criticism on that for me
0: at least you know
2: i think what have have we all like i know you said you've canceled or going to cancel your premium tier right kev
0: no i mean as as long as i can keep getting it uh At the discount, I'll I'll hold on to it. But yeah, I think
2: no. John BT was the one that said he can't. Yeah, be upset. sorry.
0: Yeah, but I think the the uh, the extra tier is really where the action is. Yeah.
2: Those all those are all quite meaty games, I think, to have on the service. So. And then, any comments from you, Dez?
1: No. None for me. None for you.
2: Okay. Well, you might have a comment about this. They did reveal the next game for April, and this got revealed by the publisher of said game. But this game called Meet Your Maker is going to be coming to PlayStation Plus on day one on here. So they made this announcement themselves on here. So it's scheduled to also be released for PC, Xbox Series X, and S, and Xbox One. On the same date, this is being published by and developed by Behavior Interactive, which is known for the uh, game Dead by Daylight on here. But uh, Meet Your Maker is set in a sci-fi world and players are tasked with harvesting a precious resource known as Genmat on here. So there's a lot of like, um, you know, like, I'm trying to think of the uh, like genre type on here, like.
1: Uh, Attack? Eating, eating stuff.
2: <laughs> no, um, no. What's the game like Pixel Jeff Monster Monsters? That's the.
0: Roguelike.
2: Not roguelike.
1: I don't know why I'm struggling here. I apologize here. Yeah, uh, where I can eat people. <laughs> I'm trying to understand, Joe. I'm trying to get your I'm trying to get into the mind of into the mind of uh, Jabroni. the the, the jabroni mind it's scary but i try to get into jabroni mind tower defense there you go tower defense game okay uh tower defense games can be fun
2: yeah so you're, you're you're basically you are doing outpost defense and then raiding so players build outposts and decorate them with hazards traps and other dangers for other enemy players so that screams tower defense to me yeah so The goal is to build your outpost in such a way that means other players can't reach the center and claim the stash without being defeated. So players who build challenging or enjoyable bases can receive commendations from players who attempt the outpost on here. So once live, the player can then redefine their outpost based on how other players approach their creation. So, So you're basically going in this game and are basically making your base... And you're infiltrating other player-made bases and, and basically trying to extract loot without passing away and without dying. On here, so the rating portion of the game can be played solo or in a co-op situation. So it looks like, seems like Sony always picks these like certain games that kind of are out of the usual norm for their PlayStation Plus free games. On here, and they've kind of hit gold with some games like Rocket League, but other games like. Uh, yeah, you know, it just seems like so so hit and miss, more on the miss side, <laughs> on there. You remember that like uh, Fortnite battle game that kind of looked like Dynasty Warriors a bit, where you're sitting Ugh. there brawling. Got it. Or um, God, what's that the other game like? First crack, first class trouble. That was kind of like
1: Among Us a bit. I mean, again, like Kevin has said multiple times, they are trying to strike the bottle. You know, they're trying to get that bottle. You know? Yeah. So this is this is it. You
0: know, it's the gaming equi- the gaming industry equivalent to trying to win the lottery. Yeah, that's re- in my mind that's that's what I equate it to. Because so they they're going in knowing that the overwhelming majority of these games are not going to be successful, but the rewards when you hit are so big that all these companies keep. Spending R and D in in trying to get a title like that out, so it, it's 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 like you know winning the trying to win the lottery, going to Vegas with your rent money and hoping to come back a millionaire. To me, it all it all kind of fits in the same basket. Um, it's like you know I I don't know I I just think that they would be that would be time. And money with it, or rather, investment with a better return on the traditional model because we know we all we already know the traditional gaming model still works, even in 2023. It still works and it makes these companies a lot of money. But the Fortnite and the Overwatch make Tons of money with minimal effort, and I'm saying minimal effort, not that it, that that this was that that it's it's not hard to make a game like that. But I mean, really, when you look, and I've said it before, Fortnite is like a social media marketing tool in and of itself. I mean, hey, I I want to play as the next, you know. We've got we've got uh, Goku as a playable character. We've got you know the Cap'n Crunch. We we got this new Cap'n Crunch cereal coming out, and he's dressed in the new colors of the new cereal. It's it's like, and I I predict that Fortnite is going to be a game where people will not only go to play, but go to see what's trending socially, because that's to me just as someone who. You know, that to me is like kryptonite is to Superman. But just what I see from standing outside that, that's just what I'm seeing every time a new movie comes out. Oh, hey, you play this character in Fortnite every time some new big, big food company puts out a new product. Oh, hey. um uh, check out, run our code, and and in, in Fortnite, and get a code, and take it to Wendy's, and get a and get a free burger. You know, and it's just eh. I
2: don't know. Maybe I'll have to jump in Fortnite when Chef D comes out. You know, so I could see you Yeah, do, you <laughs> do a Chef Borod cosplay. Chef Borod. <laughs> jabrona Rony. jabrona Rony. Yes, that's right. I can tell you what else is coming out, and that is an update to Ghostwire Tokyo. So um, it is coming out on Games Pass finally after the year exclusivity has run out on April the 12th. But they are bringing out a um, update called the Spider's Thread on here. So basically, that's going to add more content for the game and multiple additions to the main game, including more areas to explore, such as a haunted middle school. So uh-huh. what else would you want to do? I think my middle school experience was haunted, so a quality of life improvements and more on there. So the main game story will also feature extended cutscenes. Um you'll be able to look a de- deeper into the plot and uh, the update is coming out for everything. So Phil, you know, don't Phil's not trying to hold back on your platform. He's going to bring the update to all platforms including PlayStation 5 npc on there there's also a new roguelike game mode uh, during which players must navigate a 30 stage gauntlet Yeesh. on there so you got the you know just like every other game that comes out with a like a pve element like a um, you know it's it's almost like what the prison of elders were doing in multiple stages on there yeah, so. 30
1: stages jeez
2: yeah 30 floors yeah so jeez I'll have to see. I know Division 2 added 30-floor, uh, like, you know, kind of uh, you know, almost like, you know, The Raid, or like Jud- that Judge Dread movie, where you're going up uh, floor by floor by floor, basically. So, on there, there's also an expanded photo mode as well, so it seems like Ooh. this game is is getting its kind of full, you know, featured update with this, and it might be something to go back into, and Lo and behold, it's on PlayStation Plus Extra as well. So, you know, either platform, you do have access to it if you do have said subscription on there. So so I'll have to take a look at that and see how well that is, um plays after that update does come out. I don't know if either of you two are going to look into that or not.
1: Yeah, I, I own the game already. I bought it on a deep discount, so... um but now I'm all kind of like sad because it's like everything it's on a deep discount. Might as well just wait. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> pop on a damn service eventually. So
2: yeah, you, but, you never you never could tell. Plus, yeah. you know, at least you have the physical. You know,
1: no, it was, it was digital. <laughs> oh, you bought it digitally? Oh, wow. yeah, because okay. yeah, it was like twelve bucks or something. So it's like, all right, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think anything that's a uh, you know, this is free, right? it's free yeah yeah free. yeah bring it on let's do this you know i, I, I think anything that's good next extend the, the gameplay uh the life of a game is great as long as it's especially since it's free like you can't really block it free so yeah
2: yeah speaking of free uh, there was another update to to another game and to celebrate its fifth anniversary far cry 5 was updated this week to run at 60 frames a second on both PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles on here. So it's another game on my backlog. I think we played it a little bit, but kind of passed on it after a while. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is incentive enough to go back. I know for you, Kev, hell no, from remembering your no, impressions I'm, of
0: this. but I'm uh, done with Far Cry. I'm, t- I'm done with the Far Cry series in general, I think.
2: Actually I might dive back into this one. You know, that's why I threw it in the news outline because, you know, I, I played the hell of Far Cry four. You know, I b- played that game and beat it. And I know you also played what Far Cry Primal for a bit, Diz? Uh I
1: still do I, I still want to play it. Like it was it was definitely a fun game. Um I I I enjoy what I've played of it. It's just, you know, newer games, new shinies. Yeah, me for sure. So and I think
2: to... I I've, we played Far Cry Five co-op when it first came out, I believe, right? So I remember we played it for a bit. Mm-hmm. We played co-op.
1: I yeah, mean, we did. And I mean, it's just like I said, once you've once you've played one uh one Far Cry game, all. you played them yeah. all. Unfortunately, so yeah.
2: So who knows if I if I get the wild itch, who knows? Maybe we'll mm-hmm. be talking about Far Cry Five in our playlist section we'll see so but uh, if no one else has any comments that is news for this episode gentlemen
0: well all right game nights take place every thursday 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern standard time and basically it's just us getting into a discord chat and playing games together or if you're Uh, more often than not i'm cooking or doing something else and i'll just hop in into the audio and be able to interact with uh and and chit chat with our folks who enjoy the podcast catch up and see how everybody's doing and uh the ultimate idea of just being able to play games together but even even more than it's just you know just just hanging out with with the community and uh Catching up with them. So if you if that sounds like something you'd like to do, and you like what we're doing here on the podcast, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Gaming Vessels g a m i n g v e s s e l s. Go to our Twitter page, tap the Discord link, and you're in our Discord. There's no Patreon to join, no uh, babies to promise uh, promise us, you no. Know, uh, you know, blood samples to submit. Just be a decent person that loves talking about games. And uh, if that basically fits you, then you're going to have a great time in what we're trying to build over on our Discord. So, again, go to Gaming Vessels Twitter page, tap the link there, and you're in. So, big thank yous to. John B.T., Goonie, and Will D. for their submissions to our main event this week. And as I always say, without those who uh, make our community what it is, enjoy our show, and uh, submit their thoughts and opinions to our main events and, our, uh, uh, and and build what's going on on our Discord server with conversations there. We're just three old dudes yapping into the internet ether. So, Big thank you to everybody who participates there. And a big thank you to our listeners who have been rocking out with us and enjoying our, you know, now 200 (laughs) 200 plus episodes of Gaming Vessels. Big thank yous there. So that said, this is going to bring episode 201 to a close. So, for Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka that gamer stepdaddy, and for Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. And the Midnight Lover. <laughs> <And> midnight, <laughs> love. midnight Love. Midnight <laughs> Lover. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, you can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonuff71, aka Doolamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. Live and learn. Live and learn. And uh, hey, guess what? We'll be back next week. Episode 202 for your ears. Peace.